You know, as the years go by, the number of people in our lives changes. The events that we host in our homes, if we ever do, changes. I know, you know, our traditions, our holiday traditions are much different than they were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And sometimes that means that come the holidays, you may be thinking to yourself, you know, we don't need such a big house after all any longer. Or, you know, maybe we, maybe we should get a, a bigger home to better accommodate as we are now hosting Christmas and hosting Thanksgiving. These are the thoughts that oftentimes go through one's head. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, if that's an area in which you are thinking to yourself, maybe it's time to make a change. We just need to do it. But you feared doing it right now because of all the you know, just the, the, the market and you're worried about interest rates and all these different components to it. Listen. Have a chat with Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Let her know what you're thinking, and then you can go from there. And you may decide it's not the best time for you, but you may decide that a lot of the fears that you had, the concerns that you have, are not warranted. That's a conversation, though, that you need to have with Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. 40,000 hours of January 6th footage, including Capitol Police body cam footage, was released by House Speaker Mike Johnson's office. And there are clips of video that at the very least really do truly warrant further scrutiny. Any objective person is going to recognize this. Now, we are already hearing some of those that were on the January 6th committee and Democrats talking about how horrible this is that it's released. That in and of itself is a red flag. You would think those who were charged with making sure that they, along with the public, knew fully what happened, would want the information to all come out so that there can be context to everything. However, they are the first ones that say the information should be hidden. That is a red flag. With almost universality, Entities and or people who do not want the receiving the receiver of their message to have all of the information, it's because they're manipulating the truth. That, that's almost universal. On the flip side, those who want people to see all of the information, Those who want all of it to get out there, it's generally because they want everyone to see the truth. This is common sense. And we're going to get a, a news update, and then I'm going to share with you some of the more profound elements of the released footage that... At, again, very, very, very least, required investigation. In fact, Senator Mike Lee is calling for one, 
And there needs to be not only accountability with what happened on January 6th itself, like true accountability, but there needs to be accountability for those that were on the January 6th committee that appear, in retrospect, as more and more information comes out, it was just another line of cover-up that there were things that should not have happened in the United States of America or in any free country on January 6th, that there was there, there were instances that were going to not make the power structure look really that great. And these things were, they were hidden. This January 6th committee appears to have been behaving as just another level of the cover-up, another element of the operation, if you will. So all that coming up. The American Transmissions talk at text line 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. The latest news update. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. Springfield City Council will meet tonight and on the agenda are a couple of issues for construction and expansion. Funding for the Jefferson Avenue footbridge will be discussed and City Council could formalize an agreement to access funding from the state for the bridge, which has been closed since 2016. Also, City Council will consider a grant to help fund the expansion of Eastgate Avenue from Division to Lecompte Road. That grant would provide funding in the amount of almost $3.5 million. Nixa police are asking for the community's help in finding a missing woman. Genesis Relia was last seen around 4 a.m. Saturday on West Care Avenue in Nixa. Police say she needs medication she does not have with her. And in sports tonight, the Chiefs take on the Eagles in a Super Bowl rematch. That game at 7-15 on ESPN. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Showers, storms today, high of 51. Rain tonight with a low of 40. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy, high of 47. Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you. Well, as we move cooler into that weather, we're getting closer to winter. It is always a good idea to kind of have that peace of mind to make sure that your home is winter ready. And one thing that many people forget to check whenever they are doing kind of that fall maintenance, even that winter maintenance, is the roof. And that's why I love to tell you about the Pyramid Roofing Company and the roof inspections. Uh, if it's been a while since you've had a roof inspection or maybe you haven't even had one before, right now is a great time to give Josh a call and schedule one. And the process is incredibly simple. Whenever you give the Pyramid Roofing Company a call they are going to come out they're going to do that roof inspection for you they'll take tons of photos and videos to show you exactly what is going on and then they'll work through the process with you maybe you're in a situation where you are all good to go you can have that peace of mind for winter or maybe it is time to go ahead and do just a simple roof repair or yeah let's go ahead and do that whole new roof whatever the roofing situation is the pyramid roofing company they have got you covered now you can give josh and his team a call today you can find all of that contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. Before we do get uh, further into, and I've referenced some of it in the opening of the show this morning, the uh, footage that was released by Speaker Johnson, uh, we do want to welcome Congressman Burleson. He is joining us this morning, and I I won't keep you terribly long this morning, um, but I did want to ask, without getting into any of the specifics, because we are going to talk about it coming up, some of the highlights, if you will, that are circulating 
on uh, social media regarding the footage that was released by the Speaker's office of January 6th. There's body cam footage and, and otherwise. What What is the talk? Is there anything uh, that is being talked about up there on Capitol Hill regarding this information that was released? I know Mike Lee has said there should be an investigation. What are you hearing? Well, we, we left, <clears throat> left Thursday. Um, and so, and he's released the footage since then. Now I will say when we were having the speaker um, uh, elections, that was a critical question that that many members, including myself, wanted to hear from from everybody that was running was, are you going to actually release all of the footage? And I'm glad to see that Mike Johnson is fulfilling that promise and that he is releasing the videos. And yes, there's some, hopefully, it sounds like there's some things that have already been helpful to some people who are January 6ers. Sadly, one of them, and I don't remember his name, but I've been following, seeing what you're seeing on Twitter. One of them was an individual who, who um, was literally just walking down the hall, being escorted um, by law enforcement. In fact, I think they patted him on the back. And he, he ended up being accused of all the, you know a lot of the insurrection charges right. and was and ended up committing suicide before before he was actually um, taken to prison. And, and I so, guess and I mentioned earlier uh, when we're um, done with our discussion with you, we're going to highlight some of the more notable components as people pour through these videos. But one of the first that uh, clearly, regardless of your thoughts about what occurred, I, I think people say we need to figure out what was going on there. And it's footage of two law. I don't know if they're Capitol Hill police, but they've got a guy in handcuffs. And they're walking through the halls, and once they get down this hallway where no one is can see them, they take the handcuffs off them, fist bump them, they kind of stand there like they know each other, and then he walks away. Now, I'm sure that you know, some will say, well, that's taken out of context, but, well, that's we need to know the context of that. I think that what while people don't want to seemingly cover this up, they constantly say things like, well, you're taking it out of context. The the, the people who are, I, I guess you would say, Trump supporters and others, that's what they're wanting. We mm-hmm. want context. Release this. Tell us what happened there. Tell us why, in this instance, one of the many, that you have two law enforcement officials walking a handcuffed individual with his hands cuffed behind his back down a hallway where no one sees them, releases him, fist bumps the guy, and then he, they seemingly chat for a couple seconds and he walks away. What context could there be to that? Yeah, that's that's wild. Um, and I there, there's a lot of that footage that I think that they didn't want to get out there because they because it showed that um, law enforcement um, in, in some cases that, that there may have been people that were embedded um, within within the mm-hmm. riots that were instigators or uh, working with law enforcement. Um, and then you've got individuals, and then you've got the videos that demonstrate that these people uh, weren't violent. They weren't. Uh, they were being literally escorted through like a like a tour. Right. Um, it, you know, when I watch the footage that has been released, you've got some certainly some violent things that have happened, um, but for the most part, most of it just reminds me of 
um, of, of a, what I would call a normal Tuesday or Wednesday in Jefferson City, mm-hmm. right, where you've got, you've got people that come through all the time that are protesting something, um, that are upset, and they'll, they'll raise their voices and they will, they'll, they will take control of the rotunda. Um, um, but at the end of the day, they have a right to protest. They have the right to be there. And I don't want to live in a country where people don't have the right to protest and petition their lawmakers um, just to do so peacefully. Hmm. Talking with Congressman Burleson, um, to some degree in the same vein here, we've got House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan. He has subpoenaed Bank of America over lawmakers' investigation into the sharing of private financial data with the FBI related to the January 6th um, uh, situation. And this is something, of course, that a lot of people have been concerned about, whether or not there, there were privacy agreements uh, or laws even that were violated where if you were a Bank of America customer and they uh, apparently were turning over willingly without any sort of uh, subpoena um, information about their users, if they happen to use a, their credit card or ATM uh, card at uh, or in Washington, D.C. around that period of time and just willfully as a private institution turning over to the government that information um are are you in tune with jim jordan's move on that much or is that still in its infancy um it's still in the infancy i've seen the i I, i'm not on judiciary so i know as much as you do having read the articles but jim jordan i'll just say he is relentless um he he's is really good at pulling the information and pulling the facts and sticking to the facts. And I think that he, and what's great about him is he will follow where the facts lead. He's not trying to right. trying to create a narrative. Um, he, he is a, that's why he has such high respect and esteem inside the building and outside the building. So I'm, I'm, I think that it's awesome that um, we were looking into this, that he's looking into this because I think that, uh, that's like the that's the next step, right? That's where you can see that the the liberals are trying to use their levers of power and kind of that woke um, hive mind to place pressure on the institutions that you would I would normally call, you know, politically agnostic things like banks. You know, your bank mm-hmm. should not be part of the Gestapo, helping you know helping to right. gather information about you. Your your bank should not be determining whether they're going to give you a loan based on your political or your you know emotional social score. There were a couple of events that Democrats had to cancel over the weekend in California and Oregon, both political events, and their official statements were it was due to safety concerns. They couldn't guarantee the safety of their participants, and it was because of left-wing pro-Hamas activists, and we saw this occur the weekend prior. Uh, and, you know, it's it's really interesting, just curious your thoughts, that for all the talk we hear about the dangers of, of uh, Trump supporters and MAGA extremists, that the events that Democrats themselves, that, that they, for their own safety, are having to shut down, uh, not able to conduct official business in some instances, are because of left-wing activists, quite contrary to what it is that we've been told the last few years is the real true domestic um, um, problem in this country. 
Yeah, it's it's terrifying. And I think that um, there's a few elements at play here. I think Hamas has, I mean, people need to re remember that Hamas is a political organization. Um, they're, they're a political party and, and they part of it's not, they don't just drop bombs or shoot missiles. They, uh, they, they do political propaganda and they've been very effective at it. They've been, and China has aided them in TikTok in disseminating that message and recruiting young people to believe the, the craziest, yeah. stupidest ideas possible. But then you also have this element that I think um, was clearly documented that, and that is that George Soros, same guy that funded Antifa, that funded Black Lives Matter, that funded all of these the social unrest and violence that occurred when Trump was president, that this guy is funding these these protests and, and funding some of these pro-Palestinian, right. pro-Hamas um, act, activists and, and propaganda. And it's, it's really disturbing. Finally, I want to ask, last week we did touch on the direction things were headed when it came to continuing resolutions and so forth. There were clearly a number of uh, Republicans that were just really furious the 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 way that it played out um, what are your thoughts now that that is said and done uh, on the whole you know just outcome I suppose yeah I I was one of the people that was upset and voted and voted against the continuing resolution I like Mike Johnson I believe that deep down he is he's a conservative if given the opportunity but he's got to have He's got to have spine of steel if he's going to take on all the moderates in the conference. He's got to put. He's got to be willing to use the 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 power of the speaker in order to you know effectuate his political conservative ideology. Otherwise, he's going to get run over by the appropriators. And I say yeah. the appropriators. Those, those are the individuals that have that are I would say have been part of the system, part of the problem for decades. They're the ones that just want to keep spending money. They don't. They 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 don't want to make any cuts whatsoever. And that is the fight. That is really the fight. In fact, I told Tom Emmer, the whip, several times before we left for Thanksgiving, that we really need to get in a room with the conservatives, with Freedom Caucus, people like myself, uh, Chip Roy, into a room with individuals who are the appropriators, the cardinals. And, and the speaker, and basically just and make it clear that we we know what they're doing, we know we know that they're that they're uh, bucking the will of the conference, which is to make some of these cuts, and they're making the speaker's job impossible. And I think if we can have that conversation, hopefully at least at least we will have attempted to have the conversation. Congressman Burleson, appreciate you being with us, and hope you have a great time with your family this Thanksgiving. Thank you, Nick. What kind of are, are you gonna fry a turkey? You gonna bake uh, a turkey? So we kind of go back and forth whether um, my wife will uh, do it in the oven. She really does a tremendous job, but she did say something to me about maybe smoking it. Ask if I would be interested in oh. smoking it. So I, I don't know which route we're gonna go. I suspect we'll go the route where she takes care of it because she just I I can't beat it. I'd be lucky to match the job she does. I'm I'm really good at certain things on the smoker, but um uh, she just does such a great job with the turkey. I, I can't imagine 
I don't want to be the disappointment. We did an early Thanksgiving last night with my in-laws, oh, and I smoked the turkey, and it turned out amazing. Yeah, you know, a lot juicier than I thought. That's the one thing people always say is that they thought it would dry it out, but it does not. I don't know. Maybe what, the thing is, there's a few other items that are definites that I smoke. I do a smoke. Uh, it's like a four cheese macaroni. And so I don't know Ooh, how much uh, I, if, if I'm going to have to be doing juggling of I only have one smoker. So um, I, we're just going to have to figure all that out. But I don't know. And then we thought about doing two smaller ones because we got a 24 pounder. We thought about well, maybe we'll get a couple of them and we could smoke one and then do one the traditional way. But we ended up just getting the one. So we'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear. All right. Thank you, sir. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. We've got a traffic update then coming up. Well, I'll fill you in on some more of the revelations in the footage that was released by the Speaker's office, 40,000 hours of it. And there are definitely some that, at the very least, head scratchers. Um, it's it just every bit of new information that comes out further suggests that the, the government not only allowed it to happen, but did instigate it. And while, again, some are say, well, you're cherry picking, you are taking things out of context, all many of us have ever wanted is context by as much video as possible. And we'll have, we'll tell you where you can see, we'll get posted some of the video that is circulating coming up. I'm Nick Reed. First alert forecast from Color 10. Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt showers storms today, high of 51. Rain 44 low tonight, tomorrow mostly cloudy, a high of 47. Uh, is that video? You may have trouble getting it up there on the old I sensor am, Facebook. I am attempting to upload it, and it just disappeared. Mm-hmm. It didn't tell mm-hmm. me it was processing or anything, but I will get it up at ksgf.com okay. in the Nick Reads Must Read uh, Headlines. In all honesty, they may have that that link already red flagged so that it won't put it up on Facebook. Yeah, typically it'll like send me a notification that your video is processing. It mm-hmm. may take a couple of minutes. I have not received one of those. It just like uploaded and then it stopped and then it disappeared. The the video that she is talking about is one of I'm sure many and it it's almost a promotional video of sorts for I believe a website itself that is all about investigate January 6th. And what really happened. And there's voiceover. And of course, there's sort of a, you know, there's dramatic music and there's a theatrical component to it. But what is seen are a, a number of clips in it. And as she mentioned, we'll get it up ksgf.com so you can watch. It's about five minutes in length. And there are a number of instances that definitely call into question the role of government in January 6th. One of that I, I've mentioned before, one of the bits of video that began circulating over the weekend show two law enforcement officials, I don't know if they were D.C. police or Capitol Hill police, but they are they've, they have in their custody somebody who is handcuffed, the cuffs behind their back, 
and they get into a hallway where there is, a, as best you can tell by the video footage, no one is can see them. They're out of the the line of sight of anyone, and they take the handcuffs off the guy, and they seemingly just sort of chat a bit, and they fist bump him, and he walks off. Well, now what the hell's that about? Have you seen that one? No, not yet. I I mean, what what the hell? Is it possible that there is some explanation that would be consistent with what we've been told occurred on January 6th? Uh, maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. I don't care who you are. Is it, is it becoming clear why the anti-Trump people want did to keep all of this footage under wraps? I wonder how the media is going to present this. Their, their go-to has been to ignore it or to claim anyone who is providing more information for context is actually taking things out of context or accuse them of trying to portray January 6th as if it was less severe than it actually... We hear the word downplay a lot. They're downplaying the insurrection. Well, there were a lot of moving parts, clearly on January 6th. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. When you see something like that, you ought to be going, what was that about? I'll tell you about a, a, a couple of other aspects of this. Now, one, and frankly, it I don't want to say it shocked me, but I was like, whoa, Th there is what appears to be in there, the killing of Ashley Babbitt in this montage of video, this little, again, that um, Sarah is getting put up at KSGF.com. And the the shooting of her and then her lying there on the floor dying. As people are trying to help her. The footage, of course, as you can imagine, is chaotic because it was in a scenario that most people, Trump supporters included, recognize, yeah, these people needed to probably be punished in some capacity. They, they There was fisticuffs. There was like, uh, you know, breaking of windows. And, and so clearly these are people that in some capacity were breaking the law. But in that chaos, you you see someone in law enforcement who has been identified because he was praised as a hero just fire seemingly almost into a grouping of people and hitting Ashley Babbitt, killing her. Now, what is interesting to me is it, it she as I, as I viewed it, and everyone may view it differently. And I watched, I watched this once preceding the show. So I may go back, watch it, and upon a second time, have a different interpretation. But this was not a scenario in which here you have a person who is in law enforcement, and there is a lot of chaos going around, and then an open space in which Ashley Babbitt is charging him, and he had a clear shot. That's not what it appears to be. What it appears appears on the surface, to me at least, is that he just kind of fired into this grouping of people, and she's the one who happened to get hit. 
in no way, shape, or form was she posing a danger to that police officer. In fact, and again, I'll have to watch the video again, but it's not a scenario in which you have a bunch of people, but, oh, this one this one person, Ashley Babbitt, is clearly the danger. She was no more or no less in – no. what's the best way to put this? There were so many other people that were in part of the chaos. She wasn't doing anything that made her stand out. Maybe that's the best way to describe it. There is another uh, – and there's footage outside the Capitol – and this, I, I would encourage everybody to approach with a skepticism, not of doubt, but just, okay, we want all the information. Now, this is a five-minute video, so obviously this was not presented to provide you all the information. This is a, a, a sampling of it to draw you in so that you will want to get more information. And so, yes, there, you know, it is clearly edited footage. And one could argue, well, it's edited in a way to make it appear as if what wasn't happening was happening. And this, of course, is why there should be investigations into all of this footage. But when you see body cam footage of law enforcement throwing into the crowd either the concussion grenades or these smoke grenades, in my mind and the way that it was portrayed is that that was done in order to break up the violence. That here they are, they're storming the Capitol, they are attempting to break through the police barricade, and that was done in order to stop it. But what you see, at least in the released videos, is that the crowd the crowd is all there. They're just standing, some are yelling, and you know they've got their banners, but there wasn't at that point any conflict physically going on in that arena versus you know law enforcement versus the people and you just see from the body cam footage of some one of the officers chucking this device like way out into the crowd not um targeted it does not appear targeted it just appears as if just throw it as far into the crowd as possible there is other footage that shows as it is explained, uh, someone in law enforcement firing a shot, and it looks like uh, it's probably a pepper pellet. These are like paintballs that have in them pepper spray uh, that, you know, the the goal is for it to explode. And it's essentially a, a, a delivery system of pepper spray. And the so you see what appears to be the shooting of it but then you definitely see somebody get hit by it and the thing that's remarkable about it is the person who is hit by this was standing there doing nothing again this wasn't a situation in which you had grappling and fisticuff and an individual that was in the middle of trying to steal a weapon off law enforcement and so he was shot at that particular time by a non-lethal device, but instead he's standing there at the perimeter. It looks like he's kind of leaning on a sawhorse or something like that. And that he's just, he's not doing anything that is violent when he gets hit. Now, the implication here, the suggestion here, 
is that the crowd was not violent until there was prompting of the violence by the throwing of smoke grenades, of concussion grenades. There were shooting of these non-lethal devices into the crowd that was not at the time being violent. As if this what they were trying to create the chaos and create the violence. Now, there's 40,000 hours of footage here. And one, of course, could argue that, well, this is taken out of context. But, you know, to some degree, if you have footage of a crowd that is not violent and you are firing into it, some device, I mean, I don't know what other context necessarily can be added to make it the right move. Um, but this is where the, you know, you're, we're open-minded and you say, yes, we need to see more of this. There also is footage you will see, they break a lot of this down, um, that there's imagery of the law enforcement standing there with their riot shields. And somebody, presumably a Trump supporter, is standing there in front of them and an individual comes up behind him and shoves him into law enforcement, which then begins some chaos. And according to the video, this individual that did the shoving was with Antifa, something that he admitted in, in court. I guess he had his own case in which he was tried for being part of this. And so here you had somebody that apparently wasn't a Trump supporter, was clearly, you know, and this was Antifa, right? That deliberately shoved someone into law enforcement starting the chaos. So it is clear just based off those bits of video that are provided in that one small conglomeration of video clips that there are definitely questions that need to be answered. And this line that the left has continued to take that um, this is taken out of context and that this is trying to downplay what occurred. There's no attempt to downplay anything. In fact, it's quite the opposite. That there could very well, as is evidenced by the footage, be something much more nefarious afoot. That desperately needs to be investigated because the scenario as it was portrayed could be far worse than we actually had been led to believe. And, of course, many of us recognize this from the very beginning, but we've been dismissed as QAnon supporters and uh, insurrectionists simply because we want more information, not less and edited information like we saw from the January 6th committee, which Senator Mike Lee is calling for an investigation of that committee. As there should be. Is the video up um, on our site? It is, yep. And we've got it up on our social media, okay. 1041 Nick Reed and KSGF on Facebook as well. So you can check out that one. I'm sure it's one of, of the many, many. And the outfit that put that together, I don't know anything about that organization. I'm, I'm not familiar with them, if they are, quote, legit or not legit, or if they're crazy conspiracy. I, I don't know. Uh, all I know is the footage that they provide in that 
uh, five-minute piece that they put together and the information that came along with it. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Hey, everyone. It's Sarah Myers. Hey, thank you. One of the worst feelings in the world is having buyer's remorse, and it's especially terrible whenever you purchase something that is kind of a larger item, like a vehicle. And so Avis kind of understood that, and Avis, the car rental company, decided that they were going to create a long-term rental program. Now, this long-term rental program, it really does bridge that gap between buying a vehicle and leasing a vehicle and it is great if you are going to be in the market here in the next couple of months and you really want to do kind of an extended uh, test drive before you actually make the commitment of purchasing a vehicle and the great thing about the long-term rental program is you don't have to worry about vehicle maintenance you don't have to worry about taking trips to the DMV and the best part is if you get into a vehicle that you realize this is just not working out we need more space or it's got too many bells and whistles you can swap out vehicles every Every couple of months if you wish to do so. And Avis, they have a variety of vehicles. They have everything for uh, Ford cargo vans, which is great if you are a business owner. Um, They also have everything from Chevy Bolt EVs to Ford F-250s. So they do have something for every lifestyle. Now, if you're wanting more information on the long-term rental program or you just want to see what vehicles they have available or in stock, just swing by the Avis store. It's located off of Fort and Sunshine here in Springfield. Speak to Lauren. And of course, you can find all of the contact information for Avis under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. This information that has come out, it should be noted, regarding January 6th and all this additional footage was information that the January 6th committee folks had access to. So they knew this. This is, you know, it's people like Liz Cheney and Kessinger and Adam Schiff, all of these, well, Schiff wasn't on that committee. Was he on that committee? Nonetheless. These are just horrible people. This isn't some, uh, we're not talking about politics here. Yeah, politics can be nasty and and they're going to lie and and twist information in order to make the political opponent look bad. This is far beyond, this is the, the, the assisting in covering up of uh, uh, what appears to be a governmental operation which should how can we be surprised by this part of the argument that is used by the left in this country regarding January 6th that the committee and the you know the downplaying of any assertions that our government had involvement in it is based off, I I guess, this idea we're supposed to believe our government would never do something like that. (laughs) Look at everything they did, just that we know of, to try to get Trump out of office, to try to prevent Trump from being in office. Why would, how is it that any reasonable person can recognize that... They spied on the Trump campaign. And many people forget when Trump noted that they had tapped the phones at Trump Tower and that they were spying on the campaign, he was mocked. I remember the late night talk show hosts, the, the, you know, all of those guys, the Jimmy Kimmels and other, just mocking Trump. Well, it turned out he was right. These are the same people in which the FBI, in their submission of information to the FISA court, doctored evidence doctored evidence 
The attorney for the FBI got a slap on the wrist for it. Doctored evidence for the purpose of spying on the Trump campaign. This is No one denies this. He had his day in court, again, got a slap on the wrist. These are all people who knew before the American people even knew about the fake dossier that it was all fake and that Hillary Clinton and her campaign was going to make up a story about Trump colluding with the Russians. They all knew it. We know that they know it because of behind-closed-door testimony and their own handwritten notes in the meeting. James Comey was in that meeting. Biden was in that meeting. And you had uh, whomever it was heading up the CIA at the time. That was the information they had, and they came and presented it. They knew. And look what they allowed our country to be drugged through, knowing that it wasn't true. You, you just go down the list of things, the, the disinformation campaign that was part of the attempt to keep the Hunter laptop story hidden by falsely claiming that it was Russian disinformation. Uh, but we are supposed to believe, well, the government would never do anything like be involved in January 6th and try to, oh, really? To me, you have to suspend reality and be detached from reality to believe that they're less likely to do it than to do it, given just what we've known that they have done. By the way, Miranda Devine in the New York Post has a story, or had a story, uh, it may be from Friday. The FBI had so many paid informants at the Capitol on January 6th that it lost track of the number and had to perform an audit to determine exactly how many confidential human sources run by separate FBI field offices were present that day, according to a former assistant director of the Bureau. So the FBI. Remember there was one instance in which somebody was caught with a firearm but then they were let go or some there was some weird oh because it turned out he was with law enforcement but undercover and i noted at the time that that suggested that there were so many different divisions that had infiltrated that were undercover on the ground that they didn't even realize one another was involved and that what Miranda Devine's writing about here that the FBI had so many people there on the ground on January 6th in the mix of things they had to do an audit after the fact to find out exactly how many of their people were there well, because Joe Biden hasn't found a dictator that he doesn't feel deserves to be rewarded, he lifts sanctions on Venezuela a couple of weeks ago. This was something that we have talked about. Well, here's just a humdinger of a story from the Associated Press. American arrested in Venezuela just days after Biden administration eases oil sanctions. The, California's, uh, the California man's family is pleading for his release after they say he was wrongfully arrested in Venezuela and held for tens of thousands of dollars in ransom just days after the Biden administration eased crippling oil sanctions on the socialist-run government. This is what happens when you display weakness. And this is what happens when you tell the worst players in the world that they are in charge. This is also what happens when you put a value on the head of Americans by paying ransom. You create more hostages, which is exactly what has happened in Venezuela. 
If you miss any of the show, the on-demand section, you can find at ksgf.com. Glenn Beck's coming up next. I'm Nick Reed.